Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. I have missed recording. I have missed all of you so much. We have been getting so much love, even though we've been gone for a few weeks, taking a much needed summer hiatus. And let's just play catch up real quick, okay? There's been so much that's happened since we last put out an episode back in July. Summer's almost over. It's kind of winding down, even though we have a few weeks left. But let's backtrack to mid-July and catch you up to speed. So first... I actually took a little break and as you know, we didn't record any new episodes, but we have a bunch of guest episodes pre-recorded. So I was also looking to try to spend more time resting creatively. I'm realizing that I'm a super, super creative person, but I need time to rest. I need time away from doing what I love, producing, creating, sharing. It's a lot of it it requires energy and I was feeling burned out. I'm not going to lie. I definitely hit a point of burnout. But once I committed to resting and truly resting, meaning spending less time on social media in general, going on little solo dates to the museum or spending time outdoors, spending more time with friends and loved ones and just kind of switching up my routine overall, I feel so charged up. It's not even funny. So I'm super excited to come back and In case you missed it, I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's start with (laughs) personal. So on a personal note, I was actually inducted into the Delta Omega Honorary Society in Public Health over the summer at my alma mater, um, the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. And it was such an amazing experience for me to come back to my my graduate school and share, you know, what I've been up to. I have such a non-linear and non-traditional path in my career and just being amongst my peers and recent graduates and encouraging them to just stick to what their heart is telling them to do and not feel like they have to stick into this cookie cutter box. So that was definitely a highlight of the summer. Um, I also went to Mexico to celebrate my amazing fiance's birthday so we really enjoyed that little time away just to recharge and reset um stayed in tulum and it was just everything i needed and more and last but not least we also have been super super busy at sadi baddies and the on the podcast of course last week if you were in new york city i'm sure you've heard of it already because it's been everywhere on social media, we had the amazing honor of being selected to do a self-love workshop powered by our favorites at Rare Beauty by Selena Gomez. You heard that right. (laughs) We did a self-love workshop in partnership with Rare Beauty. It was incredible. And it was such an amazing, and that whole weekend was beautiful. So Envision Festival, if you're not familiar, 
was actually founded by uh, media personality Laura Stiles, who's on Hot 97 uh, radio channel, and uh, Sharifa Murdoch, who is um, such an amazing and incredible businesswoman. She does a lot of work in community impact. She is the community impact uh, chief at Kith, the brand, the clothing brand. And she, both of them are incredible women. I am blown away by all of the beautiful energy that was in the room. We had Adidas sponsors, Cash App, Rare Beauty, Canon was taking folks uh, headshots. It was just, it was such a vibe. It was great. And um, I'm so happy that Saudi Baddies was a part of it. Of course, super grateful to Rare Beauty for uh, sponsoring us. And yeah, there's so much more to come. So if you want a little recap in case you missed it, follow us on social media, our Instagram, TikTok. We posted little recaps on um, that weekend. And we actually have another event in person uh, next weekend or actually during the week on September 6th in the evening from 6 to 8 p.m. We are partnering with the Black Google Network in New York City, and we are hosting another wellness workshop called Finding Soft Spaces Within. So this wellness workshop is all about creating and cultivating culturally relevant wellness practices for us, by us, and it's going to be a very intimate and cozy evening. I just actually checked out the venue yesterday in person. And I'm, as you can hear my voice, I'm stoked. I'm so excited. I love in-person events. This is really what I love to do when it comes to community building. Nothing beats in-person events. So definitely keep, you know, if you're not already in the loop, if you're not already following us on social media subscribe to our newsletter, a part of our Geneva home. I want you to be the first to know when all of this happens because sometimes, you know, events happen and people have FOMO, fear of missing out. And then they're like, oh, I didn't know this was happening. Like, girl, get on your Zoom, get on your Zoom and tap in. So, okay, one, <laughs> one more announcement, y'all. Drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. We have officially launched our first digital product. We created the ultimate self-care guide just for you. This self-care guide was a meditative practice. It took over two years of writing and editing and producing, and we have finally produced our first product. And this product contains over 60 pages of original content. So this product has over 60 pages of in-depth topics such as healing your inner child, forgiveness, accountability, self-love, manifestation, and more. It also includes eight unique sections for each topic. So there's a topic overview, visuals, journal prompts, positive affirmations, over 24 affirmations, over 30 self-care practices, and over eight original visual guides to enhance your progress. And so this self-care guide is designed to be broken down into eight weeks, so one section per week. So in the span of two months, ideally, our goal is for you to feel renewed and really start this transformative self-care journey with 
the tools and the confidence that you need to continue your self-discovery. So we are so, so, so excited to share this with you, this offering, our very first product, our very first offering. And in the self-care guide, we also have included an appendix, which has goal setting templates, habit trackers, morning and night routine guides, and of course, QR codes, which direct you to all of our dope digital offerings such as our playlist, the podcast, of course, and social media channels. So this self-care guide is really perfect for college students, young adults who are super busy, really folks who are bombarded with the self-care content online, but somehow still don't know where to start. So you might, you know, see a lot of content about self-care and you know, doing this practice and doing this, you know, trying out this product, but this guide is supposed to be the most comprehensive version of that so that you're covering so many different bases, but you're still getting practical tips and actual step-by-step practices that you can incorporate into your day-to-day. And I encourage folks who really want to just deepen their self-discovery and self-awareness through these simple and practical steps. And if you just want to skip the fluff and get right to it, this is for you. So our guide is available on our website. You can go to www.sadibaddies.com and it will be available under our shop and you can purchase that. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Our journey to self-love, self-care guide is now live. Okay, now let's get into the episode today. So today's episode is about overcoming analysis paralysis and overthinking. So when I realized that I've also dealt with analysis paralysis many times, I figured this would be the perfect way to jumpstart this new season, we're heading into fall, we're in Virgo season, it's back to cool, back to school season. So what better time to really address feeling stuck than in this moment? So what is analysis paralysis? It is a term that's used to describe how we feel when we're bombarded by choice, which actually makes us not make any decisions at all. It's similar to having decision fatigue if you're someone, especially if you're a leader or even a business owner, a parent, um, a sibling, whatever the case is, if you have a lot of responsibilities and you are the point person that has to make those decisions, it can be exhausting and having decision fatigue can make you just not want to actually think about what choices you're making. Analysis paralysis is feeling so overwhelmed by choice that you're not making any decisions at all. And the root cause of this is actually fear sometimes or even anxiety about future outcomes. So if we are hyper-focused on the circumstances of our decisions, big or small, it can leave us in this really almost complacent area where we're not making any decisions or we're just overwhelmed and bombarded by the choices that we have. And it creates this stagnant energy, which sometimes can feel similar to boredom when you're feeling stagnant, you're feeling stuck, but it's a little bit deeper because the stagnant energy really stems from feelings of procrastination 
and feeling stuck and uninspired or just not having the guidance that you need to make the healthy choice or the right choice for you. And sometimes the the stagnant energy can be caused by internal or external factors. But regardless, the whole point is that this leaves you in limbo. You're not making progress forward. You're not really taking a step back. You're just kind of in limbo and not making any decisions at all. And this can be something as like starting with your morning routine, not being able to make decision. Okay, do I want to grab a coffee before work? Oh, wait, no, there's you know, going to be traffic. Okay. Let me just, it's, it's kind of when you're overthinking every single part of your day and this can impact us on a deeper level. If we start to, um, make this affect us on really important decisions when we really need to conserve our brain power and our decision-making skills for it, it's going to be even harder when we're not able to push forward. And, Of course, we all know what overthinking is. Um, We all do it. It's when we ruminate on something over and over and over again, but it doesn't provide us any solution. So why is analysis paralysis an issue or why is it a disservice to us? So sometimes we can sit on our ideas and our instincts and not listen to our intuition because we are in an analysis paralysis. So this also can happen when we fall into the comparison trap. One way that analysis paralysis can affect us is if we're spending too much time looking at what other people are doing, we start to internalize that. We start to feel like, okay, well, that person did this thing that way. So that means I need to change my way of doing it understanding and recognizing the difference between being inspired and then feeling feeling stuck because you are comparing yourself to other people is super crucial to be able to tap into your intuition more if you are still or if you tend to find yourself always asking people for their input For example, if you're that person before you buy something, you have to ask your best friend or you have to ask someone, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? You're weakening your intuition. Being able to trust yourself means making decisions for you because you know what your needs are. You know what your values are. You know that what your future outcomes are hopefully and ideally what they will lead you towards. However, when you way too heavily on other people's decisions or other people's input, it can put you in analysis paralysis. And of course, comparing ourselves to other people. Another way that analysis paralysis can affect us negatively is it causes us to waste a lot of time and energy without using any action at all. So the issue is that when we stay stuck, We are still exerting energy because instead of our energy being poured into action, it's just poured into this limbo and we're overthinking. And think about the times that you have been overthinking a situation or scenario, how much time and energy you spend on it. It's draining. 
Overthinking is so draining and it's easier said than done to just, okay, stop overthinking. But how do you actually stop overthinking? How do you learn to trust yourself? And how can we learn to take a step back, tap into our intuition and actually follow through what what we truly want, what our heart wants, what our mind, our body, our soul, our spirit really desire from us. One um, other way that analysis paralysis affects us is it can really start to affect our performance and our ability to execute effectively. So when you are bombarded with choice or bombarded with too many decisions, Sometimes you you'll end up making a decision that you know is not even the best case scenario, but because you want to get it over with, you just decide to pick that that choice. You know, for example, if you're traveling and you're bombarded with, you know, which we all are at this point, you know, looking through TikTok, Instagram, Google, you know, trying to find the best deal or the best place. If you're traveling and you're bombarded with choice, you might end up picking, okay, this is just the cheapest hotel or this is this is the place that's closest to the airport, but it's not truly what you want. Taking time to create what it is what it is your value in that moment. Are you valuing, say for example, let's stick with the travel theme. If you are traveling, what do you want most out of this trip? Do you want relaxation? Do you want adventure? Do you want to try new experiences, try new foods, cultures, maybe take some classes while you're out there cooking classes, yoga, whatever it is? Or are you really just trying to completely unplug? Your decisions should be based at around at least one to three of those values. That means that whichever decision you make, it is also coinciding with those values that you're creating. And that's why your values, knowing your values and having intuition go hand in hand. Because when you know your own values, when you know what it is that you need, you're going to make decisions that are intuitively and instinctively based off of that system that you've created for yourself. So some ways that we can start to move past analysis paralysis is to create systems and automate whatever you can. Remembering that repetition is your friend. And when it comes to structuring your routines, simplicity can be the best solution sometimes. When I feel stuck with a decision, I try to strip it down to what is what is this decision in its simplest form without compromising my values. And so one way that I've been doing this and incorporating this more and more is creating templates in my life. So for example, when I'm getting dressed to go somewhere, depending on what the occasion is, if it's an errand that I'm running, I have select items in my closet that are my go-to clothes for when I'm running errands. Normally for me, if you know me, you've probably seen me in this uniform before. If I'm running errands, I'm going to wear a button, oversized button down, something cozy on the bottom, maybe some shorts, some biker shorts, leggings, whatever, uh, linen shorts, whatever the temperature is, and a comfortable shoe, sneakers, sandals, one or the other, right? This eliminates the need for me to be bombarded with choice because I have a wardrobe full of clothes. However, if I'm wasting time 
on little decisions that actually don't impact my day that much, how am I going to have the bandwidth to make decisions that really matter, that are actually important, that are actually affecting me on a deeper level? So creating that little system has helped me so much. Another way that you can start doing this is by doing a prep day at least once a week. So whether you choose to have Monday as your reset, I personally like to have Mondays a reset. And or if you want to do Sunday, a Sunday reset, having time to kind of reset and reframe what your focus is for that week is super helpful. And one way that you can incorporate this more is to especially when it comes to say what you're eating or what your your plans or your social plans are writing it down having a calendar is helpful but also when it comes to planning ahead if you're bombarded by choice with say what are you going to make this week for your meal prep are you going to you know make a bunch of different items or are you going to make one big pot dish that you can just divvy up for a couple days Whatever it is, having those systems in place so that you're not, again, spending time on things that really should be more automatic at that point. And another way that you can start to do this is by outsourcing. So this is also more for a time-saving um, a time saving hack. It does require, obviously, the disposable income for you to do this. But if you do have this or if you don't have the disposable income, see if there's people in your friend group or in your neighborhood or in your community who might be willing to start doing these things with you. That's what community is about at the end of the day. We're not supposed to be in silos as individuals. The whole point of community is for us to be able to lean on each other and help support one another. So finding ways to automate tasks, responsibility, roles, activities that can really help to alleviate some of that pressure and worry and indecisiveness that you're spending so much time on. Second way to start working through analysis paralysis is to weigh your options. Literally by creating a pros and cons list, take out a sheet of paper or write it in your notes app, whatever you feel is best for you. I personally love to just write things down sometimes. So I'll literally, if I'm really stuck on something, I will write down a pros and cons list like no tomorrow. That will really provide you some clarity. And a lot of times you'll realize, okay, maybe the cons are actually not as severe as I thought it as they were, you know, or it could be the reverse. Whatever the case is, creating a pros and cons list can really help you to see all of your options out on paper. Similar to that, you can create a list with all of the options out and then write out the pros and cons of each. And then by using, which is my next point, your intuition and trusting your intuition, your intuition can guide you and help you to figure out what is the best choice for you, okay? Let's take it on a more personal level. Say that you are dating and you might be dating one person that you really like, but you don't have that chemistry with, or you're dating someone who you really have a lot of chemistry with, but you're unsure about your future together with that person, right? What you literally could do is develop your intuition and you know what you need at the end of the day. You know what type of person you are, you know what's going to make you happy and sticking to that, focusing on your value system and figuring out, okay, 
I feel stuck right now. I'm in limbo. I'm dating around. I'm really, you know, unhappy or whatever the case is, because sometimes it's okay to still really listen and take the time to listen to our intuition and make sure that we are making that right decision for us. What becomes in what I would say a red flag or a sign that you should probably start to do some work to overcome analysis paralysis is when you're starting to really feel overwhelmed or this is keeping you up at night, tossing and turning, then it's time to make a decision. So tune into your intuition, trusting that you are going to be guided. And if you are somebody that is spiritual, which a lot of us are, tuning into who your source is, who is your higher power. If you know you are someone that is spiritual or religious, tuning into that frequency of the higher power that you feel connected to. For me, it's God. I feel when I'm really stuck or I really feel overwhelmed and unsure, indecisive, I take a moment and I literally ask God, can you please help me to show me the right decision? Can you help me to remember what it is that's going to be the best for me, even if I can't see it right now? So whatever that is for you, practicing that and honing in on that is such a great way to feel connected to our intuition and break free from analysis paralysis. And last but not least, of course, one way to break or one way to overcome or to start to at least alleviate that analysis paralysis is to free up your mental space. And sometimes the reason why we have analysis paralysis is because we have way too much going on in our heads. We are multitasking. You're answering a Slack email while you're texting your friend or you're DMing someone while they're sending a TikTok. It's We're overstimulated a lot of times. And so freeing up your mental space is a great way to calm your mind so that you can actually tap into those depths of your, of your mind that can help you make decisions. One way that I start to free up mental space is by doing something that is requires very little little to no thinking <laughs> okay something that is more intuitively led versus me having to be calculated and analytical and logical and rational i lean into the softer side which is very much going with the flow focusing on being existing rather than doing and having and as a lot of people would probably say, um, you can agree to disagree, but a lot of people would agree that leaning into the, the elements of being and existing is actually learning how to tap into your divine feminine energy. So I know that's a buzzword, but essentially we all are comprised of masculine and feminine energy as humans. Um, it's not binary it's not one way or another but we all have attributes we all have aspects it's a spectrum so in that spectrum of course there's nuance there's gray areas there's um an element to it that is not so black and white or not so binary but i do identify with that fe the, the feminine aspect of existing and being and 
when I think of feminine energy, a lot of times I don't even think of a woman. I think of nature. I think of flowers. I think of being outdoors. I think of the ocean because when you look at the ocean, the ocean is not forcing itself to do anything. Flowers are not forcing itself to do anything. Nature is existing simply as it is. And that's why we call nature mother nature because of that very, you know, that feminine aspect of just existing and being in your true form and not forcing anything. So flowing. And one way that I really like to free up that mental space when I'm dealing with analysis paralysis is coloring. I have an adult coloring book. I've mentioned this before. It has a bunch of really cute artwork, Um, not so much cartoons and, you know, Rugrats and all that, (laughs) but it's more so minimalist artwork, abstract. um, And I will color for like 10, 15 minutes. And it's so relaxing because I'm not being asked to do anything. I'm not being asked to make any decisions. I'm just being present and existing in the moment. Another way that I love to free up my mental space is by working out. I've been getting more into weightlifting recently. And what I love about weightlifting is you know, it's a little bit different, obviously, than cardio or other um, exercises, but strength training in general really is you listening to your body. You are listening to your body and deciding, okay, this this uh, weight feels good for me. You know, maybe you're going up a couple pounds when it comes to the type of weight you're lifting, and you can tell if you are comfortable or not. If it feels too heavy to lift, if you're not able to actually pick up that dumbbell or that weight, then it's your body telling you, I'm not ready for this yet. But over time, as you can see people that do practice strength training or weightlifting, over time, they're able to increase the weight that they're using because their body is adapting to it. And so freeing up my mental space by working out, taking a walk, Peloton, Pilates, yoga, strength training, these are all things that I do and love to keep my mental space as open and flowing as possible. Another way to do this obviously is through cooking. Cooking does sometimes require some, you know, an, an analytical aspects to it, depending on how detail oriented you are of a chef. If you are Trader Joe's kind of chef girl, I don't think it requires all that, but you do you. If you want to make your masterpieces out of something really simple, I love that for you. And of course, just leisure in general, having leisure, having time to unwind, having time to you know, shift your attention to something else. I, I've I've found that after I've given myself time to unwind and transition into a part of my day that is more focused on resetting and coming back into myself, I feel way more charged up and I'm able to have the brain power to make decisions and break away from that analysis paralysis that I was otherwise stuck in. So one thing I want you to keep in mind is that overthinking can really kill your creativity. Overthinking your every move, being hyper calculated about your every move is the opposite of creativity. Creativity is about mistakes. Creativity is about failures. It's about starting over and over and not being too attached to the outcome and not being too attached to the decisions that you're making. It's about being in flow. So remember when you're overthinking, you are inhibiting your creativity. And I know that sometimes some of the best work comes from people just pouring their hearts out. 
they're not overthinking, oh, this word is too, you know, this is this is not going to be the right uh, word for this or that. And there's a difference between being intentional and paying attention to detail and overthinking. I think about, for example, Beyonce. If you went to Renaissance this summer, which I did, and I'm still honestly in awe of the performer and artist that Beyonce is, you will notice that she is extremely detail-oriented. She's extremely detailed, very intentional about every move she makes, even as we can see the outfits that she's wearing to each city that she's in is different. She's giving people a performance of their lifetime because she wants to make sure that her fans and her audience feels good when they come to celebrate. It's a celebration. But I don't think that paying attention to detail and setting intention is the same thing as overthinking and being in analysis paralysis because, again, the whole focus and the outcome of it is flow. When you're actually producing and you're creating something, you're in your flow. You're in your rhythm. Or as Shonda Rhimes, said, Shonda Rhimes has said, she gets into that buzz zone. It's like a buzzing zone where you feel really at ease and at peace with what you are doing. And a lot of creative people can relate to this. And last but not least remembering that done sometimes is better than perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect for you to share it. There have been so many things that I've held on to because I was hyper fixated on the outcome. I was stuck and then I ended up not even completing it. So again, that procrastination can seep in when we're not following our intuition, when we're being too hard on ourselves, when we're not making time for rest and being able to lean into mistakes and things not being so pristine and perfect that's really going to help us to overcome that analysis paralysis so as a quick recap baddies the four or actually the four the three ways that you can work through analysis paralysis is to one create your systems and automate whatever you can two weigh your options your pros and cons by making a list or mapping it out three tuning into your into your intuition and sharpening your intuition um staying connected to your spirituality your religion and asking for guidance when you need it and of course last but not least freeing up your mental space and doing activities that don't require so much decision making and analysis and if you did notice we have a brand new logo as you can see on the soft live, y'all, we're not playing games. When it comes to <laughs> this new season, it's new, 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 new. Everything's new, okay? New products, new logo, new website, everything. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. Thank you again um, for being here. And we are so, so, so excited for what's to come for the rest of the year. And of course, please leave us a five-star review or rating wherever you're listening it helps so much and we really want to amplify the show we have so much in store for this year so many exciting guests and i'm so happy to be back hopefully you can hear it in my voice how excited i am thank you for being here thank you for listening even as we are away for a few weeks so many of you came back to re-listen to episodes and download and share them with friends and I will see you next week.
stay soft. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie. Thank you.